Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions yes. from minimap.com.au. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer, and uh, joining me, uh, and the only one joining me today, is Jeremy Pratitich. Hello. Uh, we've done 60 of these now. <laughs> That's pretty wild. <laughs> right? That's pretty wild. Especially when you consider this wasn't our first podcast that we started. Yeah, I had to, the other day, um, I was doing um, some some graphic work for the website and I I wanted to, like, I had, like, some space for some numbers that could be any numbers. So I went to look to see what day we started the website. And so I went to Minimapcast episode zero and I was like, oh, wait, no, hang on. It was before that, kind of. Like, it was, like, four months before yeah. we launched the website. But, like, five months no, sorry, after months we before launched. Before we launched the podcast, we launched it. Like, five months after we launched Game Spoilers, yeah. Yeah, so like I, I I couldn't actually find an exact date, so I just went by the first tweet. Oh yeah, um, which I think is that's, pretty that's safe. That's pretty good. Um, and I also had to change the the category description the other day in the podcast description to from biweekly to weekly, um, which was fun. And I also realized that we had a typo in our description for the name of the podcast since the entirety of it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes sense. The, the <laughs> we haven't. The type, the t- so, so we had two oh. typos. One of them was, this is out, bi-weekly Excellent. podcast, as opposed Excellent. to our. Um, and the other one is, um, and I, I want to say you wrote this, because it looks like a thing that you wrote, and not a thing that <laughs> I wrote, because I, I write with a different yeah. style. Um, you wrote minimap.com's bi-weekly oh, podcast. Oh no, that's not the website. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because it, the hyperlink still links to .com.au, but the text says .com. <laughs> Oh, so silly. I mean, we've got a typo in the doc, which is, you know, that bit I do at the start. Welcome, everybody. The Minimap Cast. This your bi-weekly source. <laughs> this your... Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of when um when I set up your profile for the website and you you mistyped your Twitter handle. <laughs> and so then I started getting, like, I started getting redirect errors. And, like, every time you would post, I would get, like, an exponential more amount yeah. of them because your name would be posted multiple times throughout anything. And I used to like, I used to check the website and I had like 45 errors and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? And it's just from one link that gets, that gets cloned throughout different parts of the website. Uh, <laughs> websites, eh? Um, yeah. So, you so this them. is a bit of a different one for us. This is uh, sort of a, we normally do this every second week. This is our first one we're doing on a weekly basis. Uh, we're keen to get a little bit more content out. Um, June is quite busy at the moment, so um, if they're around and able and wanting, they can absolutely, you know, they're welcome to be a part of this one as any other episode of the of podcast. Um, but it's more just that we don't want to put more time pressure on June, but we also want to get a bit more content out. So we're going to try this one. So obviously that means today, no June's question corner. Um, we're just going to talk about games that Jeremy and I have been playing. We're both making, well, Jeremy's always playing new games. I'm making an, an effort to be playing more games each week as well. So we'll make sure that we've still got stuff to talk about each week and each time June comes through through as well. Um, and uh, yeah, well, also, because Jeremy's doing a bit more news stuff, you can... What's the name of the show, Jeremy? Minimap News. It's a wonder I <laughs> forgot <laughs> that. Um, you know, if because if, uh, Jeremy's working on Minimap News. How long I spent figuring with that name? <laughs> How long I fucking toil on the names of this fucking website? <laughs> Minimap God. News, yes. Minimap news, yes. Um, 
because Jeremy's well, because I like I like every sh- every show that we have. I like to have a really easy to remember acronym, and MMN is really <laughs> like that's totally fine. Yeah, definitely not MMC. Easy to... We're gonna have uh, yeah, we're gonna have what is it? Uh, MC very yep. soon. Yep. No, 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 no. MD. Sorry, that's not the drug. Um, and then uh, TPO. Yep. So. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, so because Jeremy's working on the news already, we'll, we'll, we'll be easy for us to do a bit of a, a, a quick recap on what's going on. Um, you can also check out Jeremy's news show when, uh, when the next episode goes up. Uh, is that aiming to be weekly as well, Jeremy? Amy. Okay. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've, I've been, I've been busy. I, I, I do plan on, on resuming it if, like, hopefully next week, if not Yeah, you've been working after. hard. You've been doing all sorts of stuff on the site. Um... Making moves. Make, making moves. I thought you said moods for a sec. Um, if you didn't know who we are <laughs> and you've, you've listened this far, first of all, thank you. Second of all, uh, this is minimap.com.au's weekly podcast. We talk about games. We talk about the stuff we've been playing. We talk about news sections. We talk about questions about the industry and and like what your favorite controller is and little questions like that. Uh, we have a couple of other podcasts, like The Pecking Order, where we rank kissability, uh, the kissability of pop culture characters. Uh, and also uh, our Game Spoilers podcast, which is our Game Club podcast, uh, which is uh, in the midst of getting a rebrand. Um, so watch out for a new name, a new sort of face for uh, Game Spoilers podcast. That said, it's still coming up. We're recording an episode tomorrow with friend of the show, Byron, uh, talking about the occupation. Uh, so yeah, keep a, keep a lookout for all of those. Uh, keep your eye on the website. We're also going to be doing some E3 coverage and all of that stuff. So uh yeah uh, lots lots more minimap coming your way um also we just wanted to thank shook uh for letting us use the mood model d improv as the music for the minimap cast uh you can listen to more of shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com and i just realized just in case that's a little you know if you don't know what i mean when i say shook i mean like to shake someone like shook <laughs> i was shook s-h-double-o-k it's is there another? Is there another way to read that? I don't know, but maybe maybe it's like you know when you hear like because it's like one syllable, and I feel like because I'm hearing it out of context of like a sentence of like oh someone shook me, I I feel like I would hear that and just yeah. be like, oh jab. I'm like uh, <laughs> how do I spell that? <laughs> I spell that D J A B B B. <laughs> Three <B's. laughs> I think I made my point. <laughs> Sorry, just gonna jab-a-ba-ba-ba. just bring down my my microphone is a little. Oh, now my microphone's a little quiet. Hang on, I just gotta I just gotta find a sweet spot here. There we go. Gotta gotta find that focus. I just okay. Hopefully that that sounds good. Okay. Um, I got I gotta start. <laughs> Yeah, I go ahead. Go. go right in. I, you've been you've been holding onto this for for weeks. So now. everyone, this is the day you've, after. You've been a, a, a good embargo I boy. I am a good embargo boy. Um, I've been so I've been working on an embargo game for the last uh, two and a half weeks, three weeks actually. Um, okay. uh, by, by working on, you mean <laughs> making videos for IGN? <laughs> yes, not not working on the no, game. No, I have itself. not been working on the game uh, in any capacity. Uh, I've been working with the game. No, that makes that makes it sound even more like the thing I didn't mean it to be. Uh, anyway, I've been working on videos 
for the game Biomune, which means I've been playing it for the last few weeks, which is most of what I've been playing. If you listened to last week's episode, uh, we spoke about my Redacted. This is the Redacted. Um, so if you're not aware of what Biomutant is, uh, it's a game that was announced like four years ago at E3. It's a, a long yeah, time ago. It's kind of one that it generated a lot of buzz with people who saw it. Um, it's got quite a distinct visual style um, to the point where it's kind of gained this like, oh, what's happening with Biomutant? What's happening with Biomutant? What's happening with Biomutant? And then it finally came out. Um, the reason why it took a little while is because it's, so the, first of all, the game's published by THQ Nordic, uh, developed by Experiment 101 which is a studio that was born out of ex-Just Cause developers, lots of people in Sweden up where they're based. Um, but the studio's primarily formed of about 12 or so employees. Uh, sorry, 20 or so employees. Um, yeah. I'm sure they hired, you know, you know, they've got voice actors. There's more than 20 people working on it, but the core development team is 20 employees. So that, and, you know, I was reading a, an interview from IGN and it was, um, they were saying that the, the studio were very focused on not crunching and making sure the game's as polished as it could be for a game that's made by such a small team. Um, uh, so yeah, it's this—it's a really ambitious game for how small the for how small the team is. It's like a big open world uh, RPG with Devil May Cry fighting and like Fallout uh, tribe allegiances and and morality system and. Uh, there's crafting and it, it's, it's such a Breath of the Wild influence to it as well. It, it's full of influences. Uh, there's a bit of Ratchet and Clank in there as well. You play as these sort of gerbil, raccoon, miscellaneous... Like fox Yeah, they're thing. these mutated mammals, right? And the idea is you're in the... You're in the um, these, these animals have grown and mutated from our world after our civilization collapsed based based on environmental collapse. And so there's all these places that are, there are all nuclear sites that are full of biohazard and and two zones that are too hot because of global warming and zones that are too cold and all that stuff. So the whole world's quite it, it's it's the after effects of our fucked up civilization. Um so this is a post-human world. It is post-human. You're, but so every you you play as this raccoon, and there's a narrator, and the narrator narrates, uh, sort of uh, translates all of your all of your interactions you have with the other animals, um, and also just describes things. So every time you walk into a new area, you know they have these silly names for things. They're like, uh, you walk to like a like a there's like a, a strip shop. They're like, oh look, it's a shopperia. They used to use these in the old days to buy clink clanks and whatnots. And they have all these weird. It's this. not. It's not great. And so you know, uh, nuclear plants are called bionucleus, and then like big radar dishes are called ping dishes, and the and and the outposts for like the tribes have got silly names like Earthadurf and Skinaptrat and just random syllables, right? And if you get a big fist that like punches through walls, they call it a clonk fist, or like you know, random stuff like that. So you you you. You're working within the um, the ruins of civilization, repurposing um, and reusing and recycling all of the waste of humanity as well. So you're using like plunger, like toilet plunger grips as weapon handles and and bones and and scrap metal, and your crafting resources is like rubber and e-waste and plastic and wood and just random human leftover stuff. 
so I, I, you know, just laying out the f- framework there in case you hadn't heard of it, which I hadn't really heard of it before I started playing it. Well, that's the thing, because I remember when when I found out you're working on this, I remember one of the first things I asked you was like, so is this like a third person? <laughs> like, I remember, like, I remember having no idea what the yeah. game was, and it had been at PAX, like, for three years, and I remember always seeing it, and, like, like honestly being like immediately put off by the name and the look of it because it, it just like it, it sort of grates against me yeah. a little bit um and i remember thinking like i like i've i suddenly realized as someone who likes to keep on track of at least most larger games that are coming and and as many indies as i can i remember like suddenly this game was about to come out and i had no idea yeah. what it was because it just it just flew at this weird like altitude of like not being big enough that you're ever gonna see it like as a as a big announcement mm. or as a big mm. release but it's 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 still larger than you know uh, an, an under the radar indie that i like to go and yeah. look for um it's such a double A kind of like it's not double A because it's 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 well, still like no, Jeremy. It is double A. Double A is exactly what it is. Right, in okay. every sense of the word, this game feels like they plucked it out of two thousand and six off the PS two, and shook yeah, it up right. until it got some new graphics, and then they threw it <laughs> and dunked it on the PS four. <laughs> they threw it. So it's. It, it it very much feels like a double A game, almost like an A game. Yeah. And and like I said, the the reason I say this game is <laughs> what, sorry, hang on, hang on. What's it's, an it's A game? It's almost A game. <laughs> you know. <laughs> would you say? Would you would you go so far to say it is a B? I game? wouldn't say it's a B, but double. Okay, it's a rough right. double A. If if control is double okay. A, which honestly I kind of don't agree with, but if control is double A, this is a notch below that. It's right. Okay. It's an incredibly good execution of a very ambitious idea for the amount of people that were working on it. But when the comparisons that you draw with this game are Fallout, Breath of the Wild, um, there's, there's more, there's, there's more, because there's so many. Ratchet and Clank, like all of the ones I mentioned before, when you're drawing between all of these storied franchises and games that have had generation defining experiences over multiple generations um mm-hmm. the the comparisons that you draw then don't paint it really in a good light um because the whole thing's narrated by this one british guy um he does a fine job but he's the only one talking for hours right and sometimes he just doesn't shut up he just goes and goes and goes. And the other thing is the story's full of these characters who try to give you all of these platitudes. They they go on and on. I'm listening talk I listen I'm listening to these people who I've never met before talk about my memories. For like three minutes, they're like, and it's the memories you leave behind of the people that you serve the most that really makes makes things matter. And it sometimes it's really charming, but it just gets grating. It's something I was saying to people before when I was starting it, that because the, tutor- the tutorial is a lot of talking and the gameplay isn't as good because your weapons and guns suck, so you're just listening to this guy talk. I was falling asleep when I was playing this game for the first time. For the first three, for the first two, <laughs> two to four hours, I was actually falling asleep until they kind of let you more loose. And it's like, oh, go find the tribes, go find the collectibles, go find the, go find the, um, the, the world eaters. Um, but yeah, it, 
the like I said, the narrator does an okay job, but the structure just it hamstrings his performance because it's the basically the only performance. Right. Yeah. So I just I, um. There's a like in 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 just looking up at a little bit of extra material just then as well. Um. There's a there's an article here that Leah Williams wrote for Kotaku, which is skip Biomutant's main quest for as long as possible. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. The, the main quest is fine. It's basically, there's a central area, which is the world tree, and it's got these four big roots that go across the world. And um, the four roots are being eaten by world eaters. Go figure. Um, but basically, there's mm-hmm, four yep. bosses in four corners of the map, right? And you got to beat the four bosses in the four corners to then go into the center of the map to beat the final boss, which is so Breath of the Wild. It's so <laughs> Breath of the Wild. It's just nothing but Breath of the Wild. Um, and each boss has this cool. You, the the main quest is you gather things for someone who's making a a vehicle, usually. Uh, to help take down that their particular area's world eater. So there's a mech in the first area, and there's like a, a water ski, and then there's a there's like an octo submarine pod, and there's a like a, a souped up horse mount. Um and they all have weapon abilities and stuff like that that are special. And so you get them ready and then you you go face the boss. And it takes it doesn't take too much time if you're mainlining it. Like an an hour to an hour and a half for each world eater. Of basically just go to the person, they send you away. Go come back to the person, they send you away again. Come back to the person. You're nearly ready. Go away one more time. Come back. All right, you're ready. Go fight the boss. Um, so yeah, it. The combat's okay. The combat's fine, and the way the crafting works is like, uh, you can create many different types of weapons, and they all behave somewhat differently pretty similarly in general but um their animations and their time to strike and their damage and stuff like that is distinct enough um what i found was that you're quite underpowered at the start and then once you get to about level 15 or 20 you start being able to use some of the ultimate rarity weapons and once i got some of those i just didn't change i just didn't change them they were just so overpowered and so strong and made the game feel better but yeah it's a bit ridiculous um something this game does well um is whenever you find a collectible it marks it on your map where the next one is it doesn't show you where all of them are it's not like and there are so many it's like finding old world telephones tvs radios like bench press like exercise equipment and washing machines and blocked toilets like there's so many things you find that are collectibles but every time you find one they mark the next one on the map to be like oh this is you can if you want to find all of these just follow the dot just keep going um, and it means that, um, you never really have to look up a guide if you are going to be that, that, um, thorough with it. I don't know if I would recommend mm-hmm. being that thorough with it. There's hundreds of collectibles. There's so many. I'm absolutely floored by how many things there are. Some of them, I don't think they even give you anything. You just, you just do a puzzle and then it's like, you did it. Go find the next one. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I just the the game's biggest victories for me are that the art style and and execution is really well done. Like they've they've got some excellent particle effects of like of like bio waste um, 
of like auras and and electricity zaps and fire fire effects and stuff like that. All of the effect work is really good. Um, and there's sort of this sort of fur realism that they've got with their um, with their characters, which then translates to sort of their tech for grass and rocks and um, like thatch roofs and stuff like that. All the environment detail is really excellent. Some of the texture detail on the characters is not so great um, in terms of if they've got like mm-hmm. clothes on and stuff like that. Uh, but the character detail and the world detail in terms of the visual fidelity and interest and saturation as well. It's an incredibly vibrant world, which is nice to look at. Um, it's not, you know, it's, it's a fall, it's a fallout kind of setting, but it feels anything but fallout because there's more than two colors. Um, <laughs> so, but color of the world and color of exactly. your boy. <laughs> Sometimes they're the same thing, but Sometimes they are the same thing. <laughs> With that said, that's kind of where it stops. Those are the kind of the only things it does well. It does uh, well. It does the art art style and execution, and that it was this game was made by a, a team as small as it was. They're the best things about it. Otherwise, everything is everything else is fine. It's hard to justify playing it over anything else, though. It's the kind of game that I feel like would be perfect for someone who's got like a. I, I really do think of it as a PS2 game of like being 12 again and going into an EB and I don't know what I want and I can't play MA games and or R18 games and there's so many of them. What else am I going to play? I want to play something like Assassin's Creed or something like that, but I can't play that. Oh, you can play this game. Yeah, there's fighting and guns. There's no blood or anything, but it's a big open world. So many collectibles. You could play it for hours. The only problem is a lot of kids these days start with a nintendo switch and if they start with a nintendo switch they get breath of the wild which is i you know no offense to the creators but just in terms of the sheer quality of the game breath of the wild is just better it's better in nearly every way um so it this game's got a tough hill to climb i I, it's it's plenty enjoyable if you don't want to think about (laughs) anything or if you want to skip all the dialogue but (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) but it's a it's 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 a bit rough it's a bit rough i don't know jeremy you you ended up you ended up buying it for like stupid cheap because of like a a store malfunction (laughs) how how much do you think you're gonna play i have no idea um like i yeah i ended up i ended up getting it for like less than five dollars because the ea play app um glitched out and i think started selling the the standard edition of the game for the price of one of the dlcs <laughs> um which, which, which they, they remedied after about four hours um i think but like you can't take that back i, when that I happens, got in on that yeah. i mean they totally can they totally can just refund you but they haven't um because i i have checked this morning and i'm able to download the game um yeah i don't know like it's 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 not a game that really interests me. Like, you know, I'm not a big Breath of the Wild fan yeah. anyway. Um, so like, this is not a, this is not a genre that I'm like really in love with. Regardless, um, I, I I am more intrigued that how much you have compared it to PS2 games. Um, because I grew up on that generation, so like that's like really fun for me. Um, but also, like, I feel like if a story doesn't bring me in really quickly, I bounce off games really oh, hard. This um, game is best. I mean, you mentioned that headline. It's not that the story's terrible. It's just the story's only as good as the rest of the game. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Which it. is to say um, that if you ignore it and just do the... It, it's an excellent checklist game. If you want... Right, you okay. Want, which is which is also not a thing that I really I really yeah, no, enjoy. Like I, I'm trying to th- like the last time I'm trying to think of the last time I I really checkboxed the game. Origins. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins. No, abs- absolutely okay. not. That game is huge. That's that's one of the last games I, I, I checked. I really. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I really liked that game, but I didn't check. I didn't checklist it because otherwise I'd never fucking finish it. Like that game is long enough on its own. Uh, Horizon. Um, I check. Yeah, I think it might have been Horizon. Um. I didn't even do it for Spider-Man. Wow, um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, mostly because I think a lot of the side quests for Spider-Man was, like, pretty bad, actually. Um, whereas, like, the Horizon stuff, it was just, like, more Horizon fights, and I, I enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, like, I think it probably was Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which you didn't even need 100% of that to get the Platinum. And after I got the Platinum, I was like, sweet, done, awesome. Um so yeah, so like I I don't know how I'm gonna go with this game. I might play like ten minutes of it and then go fuck this I, game. I mean, honestly, um, I reckon play the tutorial, and as soon as you start feeling like wow, this story is bullshit, or not even bullshit, but like I'm bored, just start hammering through the text. Just ignore it. And well, so, so so that's the thing. Like, how how much can I ignore the story of the game? Can I can I skip cutscenes and just play the game, or is it gonna like is it gonna handhold me for like four hours? The start is, the start is handholding, like the first hour okay. to two hours is a bit. It's it's a bit because it's like okay introduce. It's not a deal. You go through this like twenty to thirty minute tutorial section, like underground, like here's combat, here's guns, uh, climb ropes, climb walls, um. And then it's like, oh, you need to pick a tribe. Go meet the tribe, see how you feel. And then once you pick a tribe, then you've got to start doing one of the tribe takeovers. And then you're sort of let loose to do the rest of the story to start facing the world eaters at your own pace. Um, But getting to that point where you've picked a tribe can be, yeah, an hour or two, depending on if you're listening to all the dialogue. Um, And there's there's all these flashbacks. An hour or two is not the worst for me. Okay, fair enough. Right, okay. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm trying to think of the last game that I bounced off, like, almost immediately. Outriders. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I got I got, I got past the tutorial of that yes, game. Yes, you at did. Least. And that wasn't a story um, issue. I mean, the story didn't keep you, but. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, that wasn't everything issue. I, I, I think I actually didn't enjoy almost any part of you that. You know, game. I did find um, myself while I was playing this game being like, I wish I was playing Outriders. I would prefer right. to have been playing Outriders for some of this game. <laughs> Once again, damning. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I can't remember the last game I I I didn't finish the tutorial of. So I'll I'll give it a go. See how I go. Actually, I haven't finished the tutorial of of Immortals: Phoenix Rising, um, but that's just because I've I've got other games to play, and I bought that in the middle of playing like four. Yeah, other and that games. was only recently. So not like when it came out. Yeah, yeah, like that was yeah that was like a month ago when I bought that game for like thirty five bucks or something. Uh, yes, thank you, thank you for everyone for indulging my my venting. <laughs> I've been I've been sitting and stewing and 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 waiting, biding my time on that one. Um, yeah, stay tuned for next week when I have when I feel almost exactly yep. the same way, just with far less game yep. time. <laughs> far less game time. Let me tell you, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's gonna be so funny if I fall in love with oh, this. So movie. funny, I can't see it happening. But Could you imagine if I, I love it? I, no, I can't it. imagine. I can't see it happening. If it does happen, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, I, yeah, like I no. might have an existential crisis. 
Um, <laughs> it, was, it was like when we were worried that I would love Immortals Phoenix Rising when I hate Breath yeah, of the Wild. Yeah, that would... I don't hate Breath of the Wild, but that would be like so oh, funny if that, that would happened. Hurt. That would imagine? hurt me in my soul. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I also... You know, last week I went and saw Jeremy. I, I gave him a Bioware book that I picked up for him and then I pinched his Returnal. And uh, I've been playing that for some yeah. of the last week. I've got about six to seven mm. hours in game time. Um, it's been an excellent palate cleanser. It... So, <laughs> Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> how do you feel about this game? I, I, I don't like it. You actively don't like it. I don't actively don't like it. I just happen to okay. not like it. I'm, I'm not sitting here going fuck this game. It it like I just I just it you're never just, I never had a I never had a moment where it's just nothing that game. No, right. which is actually a shame because I was actually I was quite excited for that game. I did buy it on launch, um, and I was going yeah like I like House Mark, um, and I enjoyed Rezo Gun a lot when that game came out. That was like one of my favorite games on the mm-hmm. PS4 for a good long while. Um, and I was really excited to get into like a larger project for um, from them. Um, so I was I was I was primed to enjoy this game, and I don't. That's interesting, I, and you know that's why you're happy to mm. lend it to me. Um, yeah, I I really do like this game, and I'm primed to like it from. Um, I, I feel like a more foundational setting than you do, Jeremy. Just with my uh, roguelike. Um, my my roguelike sensibilities and and background. We were talking about this last week because I that's right. I, I just got it last week when we recorded, but I hadn't installed it yet. Um, I I really like this game. So it, the the whole thing is you know you're an astronaut. You crash land on this alien planet. You're stuck in this time loop. You know you see your dead bodies around the world. Um, it's an incredibly hostile sort of gothic alien uh kind of vibe. Um, and the gameplay is this. Alien in both senses of the words that it's like an alien planet, but also it's, it's, it's the like planet alien, from Alien. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was what was I saying? Uh, you, it's a third person shooter. Uh, the way the bullets shoot from the enemies, um, they all travel really slow in like big clumps. It's very bullet hell esque, you know, yeah. kind of like Ikaruga, except less ridiculous. Um, in a in a third person shooter setting. Um, you, you know, you pick up new weapons and you pick up upgrades along the way and then you, you beat the boss of the first area, you go to the second area, you go to the third area, you go to the fourth area. Or each area gives you a new traversal ability, like being able to uh, grapple. Or I'm trying to remember what the first one is. Uh, uh, the tel- the, the teleporter, that's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the that's the crux of it. Um, and Jeremy and I have been, we've been trying to dissect what we each do and don't like about this game over the last few days, just chatting about it on Discord and stuff like that. Um, the thing mm. about this game, you know, playing a game like Dead Cells, <laughs> what? I just remembered my my 4am returnal take oh. that made you go to bed. Oh my god. <laughs> For the record, I was already in bed, but you did make me put my phone down <laughs> and actually go to sleep. Fuck, that was yeah. funny. That was so, like... I I I did I did write that for you and not for Returnal. I will I will I will yeah. preface, but like fuck, I, I'm gonna find yeah, it. Likening Returnal to Timefall 2's like bad campaign. I'm like, what are you talking about? You you're wrong on both accounts. Um. Uh. And I wrote it like a like an art. I wrote it like to be. Yeah, you like did write it like an article. Review. It was so annoying. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> do, you want to, do you want me to quickly if read it, it out? Yeah. Returnal is in many ways the antithesis to Titanfall 2. The <laughs> gameplay loop of Titanfall is fast, fun, engaging, and feels great. Unfortunately, the game doesn't capitalize on its impeccable combat and mobility controllers, which leaves me wanting something that complements its strong foundations. Returnal samey loops, disconnected abilities, and synergyless builds <laughs> show their hand when the levels, movement, and aesthetics of the world want to bring you through a story that might have been better left crafted as opposed to generated. There's just so many parts of all of those sentences that are f- like f- I, that I find are fundamentally incorrect. Like the story isn't it generated. Tiny little daggers and, like, poking in the back of Carrie. And, like if if Timefall <laughs> is meant to be the antithesis, and you're like, oh, it's fast, fun, and engaging combat, then like theoretically, Returnal's combat is slow and dull and not engaging. I'm like, it's so fast. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anyway, you, you got me good. You found my buttons. At least I, I, I knew I, you. I were meant, I meant my structurally buttons. as opposed to yeah. I, I meant structurally as opposed to like feel of the game because I think both of those games feel okay, yeah. but like. Um, yeah, like it, uh, it was a <laughs> a lot of that take I also don't quite good, agree with. Good, good. It was mostly there just to completely <laughs> fuck with you. Um, unlike the time I said Respawn needs to make good single player <laughs> content or something. <laughs> just like you froze. You completely, you like shut down for a moment. <laughs> yeah, that was painful. Uh, um, so with, re- with Returnal, right? You, you were saying like part of your thing there, which you kind of agree with, which was like synergy less builds. Um, yes. In, is just sort of that like Returnal as opposed to other roguelikes like Binding of Isaac or Enter the Gungeon or uh, Dead Cells. Hades, Hades Dead Cells. Yeah. Um, those, those sort of cream of the crop uh, roguelikes, um, those, those games give you items that will uh chain off of other items that you've picked up as well and sort of give you this flow on effect where you become very powerful because of a an ability that you've focused on um like in isaac it's not i was just gonna say like it's not even like about like uh, like like yes more powerful but i think also like it'll change the way you start to approach certain rooms depending on the build that you've got going at the moment yep um like for like for example, sometimes in Hades you have an ability where every time you enter a new room for the first fifteen seconds you are invulnerable, or the first enemy you kill um, will explode or something like that. So you you tend to then approach different scenarios differently, um, as opposed to just like being stronger. But yeah, continue. Um, yeah, and you know, like with Isaac, you can you know get Brimstone, which is like laser shots, and then you can the next run you'll get like Mega Tears that are like you know they take up like a fifth of the room every time you shoot. And then you can get a combination of the two of them. And then you can get Monstro's Lung, which means that you shoot, like, seven shots at once. And then get that with Mum's Knife, so you shoot seven knives at once. And, like, the way they chain together and compound upon each other. And, and like you say, like, drastically change the way you play. Because maybe you've got a, a charge up this time instead of, like, a rapid fire. So, Returnal doesn't have too much of that. Uh, all of the weapons... It's a third-person shooter, and the shooting's good, I'd say. And it's got, like, sort of Gears of War reload, which is okay. Um, but all of the weapons, you know, there's a shotgun, there's a pistol, a rifle. You start getting some cooler alien weaponry on the next planets, which is cool. Um, but I haven't found too many weapons that make me play differently from one to the other. Uh, the shotgun makes me want to get up close and is stronger, but, um, it doesn't make me, it's not the same difference as Brimstone laser face from Isaac or... 
or some of the more but or the different weapons in Hades. Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Like, like the different weapons in in Dead Cells and as the, well. The differences are more muted and uh, even across the board, and and so that's sort of part of I think what kind of um, has been an issue with you. I I I haven't minded because I find the shooting on a fundamental level to be quite engaging. Um, uh, except basically with the pistol. I don't really like the pistol, but you're not really meant to. You're meant to replace it pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, it's 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 um, I've been I've been quite enjoying it, and and the the one thing that is really an issue with it, like I I'm finding I'm a I'm not overpowered for it, but like I'm at like max ether, which is that like currency you keep between runs which is like 30 because yeah. I'm just keeping it and going between runs. I'm doing a lot of runs where I'm not dying at the moment. And so like I'm finding all of my runs are quite long. Um, and I think that's, that's Returnal's biggest issue right now is it's lack of save. Cause I'll go on a run and I'll be like, I'll just do it. Oh my it's God. 11 o'clock. I'll just do a run. And all of a sudden it's like one I'm like, Oh, I've got to beat this new boss. Cause if I don't, then I've got to get all the way back here again. And yeah. so like, yeah. that's its biggest issue. Um, but the shooting is, is is incredible. I think the the enemy design's really well done. Um, everything's covered in tentacles and is so ethereal and mm. awful. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, like I I I did quite like the enemy design in it. Like I think the the look of the game I think is its strongest point for mm, me. Mm. Yeah. Because I I also did I also didn't really connect with the shooting. Like I thought it was fine, but like I I I I'm I'm so confused when I go online and see people go oh my god the shooting in in this game is like you know how come how's mark does the best at combat and shooting i'm sitting there going like i don't i think that i think the sound effects are pretty fantastic and the way they've used the rumble and the The sound is good is really good um so Mm. like you know when you do when you get the active reload or when your alternate fire recharges and it gets you get that that uh, like sound effect so you know you're in the middle of battle and you're you're dodging bullets and enemies are charging at you but you know you just got your your alt fire back so you can use that really strong ability next um it, it's it's good it's really solid um i there's um the whole thing with this place is that like the it looks like the fauna the enemies have all taken over the uh the sentience which are like you see ruins and bodies of them big big tall um probably the natives of the of the planet um but you haven't found a live one yet but you you do find one in the crimson waste as like a as like a mini boss so in the second arena you find are they called a severed because i think that the the sentient race is meant to be a hive mind and so the severed is someone who isn't that and they've got all these abilities um a lot of the bosses i think are, are different types of severed um, but these 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 are like sentient mini bosses in the Crimson Waste are really cool because it's a difference from the from the the robot turrets or the or the snapping maws of the of the creatures with the tentacles. It's just um, you, you know you, you fight a stronger, more agile, more menacing, purposeful uh, creature. Um, so yeah, it's it's good. I think the story overlay on the top of it's totally fine. I'll be interested to see how long I stick around once I get past all the unlocks and story. Um, you know, once it's like just roguelike left, and it's like, oh, unlock all the things you haven't unlocked yet. I'll, I, I might not hang around. I don't know, but I'm enjoying it enough as it is. Okay, yeah. that's good. Yeah, like because I, I I was curious because 
you know, like you obviously like, you know, roguelikes is, I, I think it's pretty fair to say one of your favorite genres yeah. of games. Um, and I remember before the game was coming out, I, I asked you a few times actually like, are you going to get this game? Um, and you didn't know because you, like you were still busy doing other stuff at the mm. same time. Um, and it's spenny. Oh, it's fucking, it's, it's too much I money. I think it is too um, much money, honestly. I, I agree. It's, it's like, a, it's, I think it's like an actual, I think it's almost an, it's an unfair amount of money um, because there are going to be people who play this game and do not like it. Because um, it is, it is quite hard and it's quite, um, it's quite unforgiving, yeah. um, I think is, is, is the word a lot of the time. Because when you die, you are fucking snapped dead and you are back in the next run almost yeah, immediately. Yeah, like 10 seconds. Um, and so, uh, and like often like, you don't you don't quite you don't get to digest how you just died you're just like oh fuck like i just got killed and i'm already playing the next run um and i think that is not quite good um i think uh, i think the best runs let you sort of sit with it for a moment to go oh right yes my bad um, spelunky does that so well for example Spelunky does it so so well. Um, they give you that moment to see the layout of the world before the menu pops up, so you can see like, oh yeah, nah, like I. I and even that. then, they do give um, you that menu of like, this is how many people you kill, this is how long you took, how much money you've got, while you still have a view of your body at the same time. So you could be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is yeah. the after effect of me setting off that chain explosion and blah blah blah, and my body's still bouncing around. Yeah. Granted. Yeah, and like you know, like. Uh, other games like Hades and stuff like they and uh Isaac as well like they 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 have like a little death animation so you can sort of see it happen um and you, like more often than not those games are like are, are more legible to read in any given moment so you can sort of see what happens so that's a good um, point actually like, Hades death is actually pretty quick as well because you die and then Hades I, and then Zagreus gets like pulled up and then like sucked into the the, the blood and then mm. you're just straight back in but hell like, aren't I, you? I, I, uh Yes, yes, but um, but like the 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 actual language of the game allows you to read things a little bit easier. Whereas if you get killed by something behind yeah. you in Returnal, fucked if you know what yeah. happened. Um, so like there's that. I like I, I I still just don't care that much about the shooting. Um, and I think the fact that the shooting doesn't change at all throughout the entire game means that I was never gonna click with it. Because if I didn't click with that, then I'm not gonna click with the entire yeah. game. And maybe, maybe that's the difference. Um, the foundational difference is like I'm enjoying how it feels at the start, no matter what gun I've got, and you're not. <laughs> and that's that's the main. Yeah, verb and like every time I game. die, I'm like, oh fuck the shoot. Every time I die, I'm like, oh fuck the pistol yeah. again. Like I fucking I hate the yeah. pistol. Um. And that, that, like, in, like I just like the items and stuff. Like, it's just like half the time it's just like stat changes. Um, and I just like I don't care for any of that stuff. Like, I'd care for that stuff if I if, if I could feel a meaningful difference with those stat changes. For example, when you when I get like an extra damage up in Isaac, for example, I know roughly how many shots each enemy is going to take with like a rough guess. Like, oh, if I've, if I've done like five shots to an enemy at the beginning of a game, I know pretty soon they're going to die. Whereas if I have like a damage up at the beginning, it'll only take three shots and I'll, I'll feel like, oh, like, I've, I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some damage going on. Whereas every enemy in Returnal feels like kind of spongy and especially the bosses. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there just like chipping away at every single enemy and I... I just don't like. I just don't have any connection to how I'm progressing mm. um, because everything is fairly minuscule 
over time you get more and more stat changes and that's how you'll feel better but like it just like it there's no there's no immediate knowledge of really my strength or my ability in the game aside from what gun i'm using um aside from the shotgun Mm -hmm. um which does a lot of damage when you're really close but like i just like i don't know i just i i feel like there's a there's a strong disconnect in that game between how the game feels like i'm progressing to how i feel like i'm progressing um and it like it just it put me off in a way that i feel like i fucking was not getting anywhere at any point um yeah i don't know like i i don't know yeah. And I, like, I thought about it because I thought about what, like you playing it and enjoying it. And I was like, oh, maybe I should give it a... You know, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just like, I'm just not gonna, uh, I'm just not gonna yeah. do it. Like, it's not gonna work for me and that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, I think, I'll, I think I'll end up buying it off you. Because <laughs> I, because if I'm the one who's enjoying it and you're to. not and you're annoyed at how much you paid for it and I haven't paid for it, I think, no, we should work something out there. I mean, like, you know, like, you know... Buying games is not like a it's 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 not a it's not you know it's water, it's pretty water off my back but like I think I, I I think this like I think this game is the middle of that conversation about the different approaches that Microsoft and Xbox are yeah. having um which is like Microsoft are frankly charging less for their games um and making them you know they've got that play anywhere initiative they have every game can obviously every game can work on every Xbox give or take a few of the games that are exclusive to the new gen of xboxes um but you know you can play it on the series s and the series x um whereas play like this is a playstation 5 game um and both playstation 5s are very expensive compared to the much cheaper xbox series s s um and you know they're charging more for games whereas xbox are charging you you know a subscription which is you know, if you don't if you don't buy many games, that will work out to be more expensive. But you will play more yeah. games, um, and not having a demo for this game, or not having a you know like fuck, put it on PlayStation now. Give people like two hours of the game to see if they want to enjoy it. Because no PS five games. One hundred and twenty five bucks. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, like their their approaches are so wildly different and. Look, I mean, like they're obviously making money, so like you know, like this, this I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to a company saying make less, <laughs> um, but like it's that they, they are. I feel like at some point they're gonna start leaving people behind if they want to make every one of their games 125 dollars. I was, um, um, it was, it was a lot to cop for Demon Souls. I think, I think that was more worth it because I think that was a a really really good game and a really well made version of an older mm. game um but like you know ratchet coming up 125 dollars yeah ratchet 25 is is that is that 125 that one right yeah like that's it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be more expensive and people you know people's disposable incomes are not <laughs> higher really at yeah. the moment especially not at the moment you know, with people, with countries going in and out of lockdown and, you know, COVID still definitely being a thing, you know, people's, people's disposable income is really not that high. Um, And if they've already spent 750 on a console, charging them 125 on top of that is like a lot. That's a lot of money. For Eternal, I think, I think for me, the, the gameplay, like it's good and I enjoy it. But the thing with it, and, and like it's so pretty and like you can point to all of the of the marks of like 
oh, is this a AAA game? Oh, is this a premier deluxe experience that I'd be willing to... Because, you know, when you pay that 125 and you think of those games, you think of Demon's Souls, you think of Ratchet, probably uh, the new God of War going forward, whatever Naughty Dog comes out with next. Yep. Horizon. Horizon, yeah. Like, they're probably all going to be 125 bucks. The prestige genre that Sony like to tout exactly, all the time. and before when they all cost a hundred dollars, give or take, uh, not rather give or take, like they all cost a hundred dollars no matter what their quality was or how well they'd received it as a new IP. It was kind of like, oh, this is okay. You know, I paid as much as I would have paid for any of the others. When you're paying one hundred twenty-five for this, it's like I'm gonna love this. It's gonna last me forever. It's gonna stay with me forever. I'm gonna think about it. Like it's the kind of game where you're like, I'm investing in this because it's gonna, it's going to affect me. You know, it's going to yep. be like, a, it's it's like in, it's like that extra $10 to pay for Breath of the Wild or Smash Brothers because you know, if you if you know you like those games, that it's going, you're going to probably get at least 100 hours, maybe more, maybe like five times as much if you're super into it. And that extra 10 bucks is okay for that because you know you can trust that it's worth it to you if you choose to pay it. This is a bit mm. unknown still. With Ratchet coming out at that full price point, of like of 125 but the last game we saw from them was that game based on the movie based on the game which kind of meant that it lost a bit of its personality because the story was hamstrung by what they were able to achieve in a in a 100 minute uh feature length film with voice actors who were too expensive to do a whole rest of the game you know that really hamstrung that game's character and feeling which is why it was cheaper and then before that, they had Into the Nexus, which again was a smaller, bite-sized Ratchet experience. All, and all of a sudden, our next Ratchet game that we've had, it's our, I feel like it's our first premier Ratchet game. Ten years since a crack in time? Since the PS3? Middle of the PS3? So they've, they've really got to bring it. It's Insomniac, I think they can do it. I don't... It, it, but it's just that they have to, is the thing. When you're charging that much, it has yes. to be worth it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I completely agree. And I think, like, I, I, I think not giving people the 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 option to not know if they're really going to, really going to connect with this game, it makes it much harder. Um, like, I think we're lucky in Australia where we have better consumer laws where you can return games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you know, there are, there are exceptions to that, um, which make it, difficult sometimes um and it's you know when you have you know uh, say it's like you know a, a, a single parent with a kid who's got like one of the new gen consoles because they got it for their birthday and they only get like you know maybe one or two games a year because they don't have you know all the money in the world you know increasing that price makes it harder for them to justify those games. Um, and also when they do and they don't connect with it, then it's like everybody sort of is not really happy at that point aside from the, the company that makes the games. And, you know, like I think I think as a, as a whole, largely games are undervalued, but I don't think that the extra price tag is going to go to the places where that will make that better for the people that make those games in companies like Sony. Um, I don't, I obviously don't know how their internal structures work for that sort of stuff, but like, if I I, I sincerely doubt that extra twenty five dollars they're going to charge for games is going to go directly to Housemark. Um, well, it- especially when it, it's like, uh, well, just like especially when they're you know they don't always sell consoles at a profit. I don't remember if the PS five gets sold as a profit. I don't know if they've released that yet or if we've heard about that yet. Yeah, I. 
I know the Xboxes don't, um, which is why they do Game Pass. Um, but it's yeah, like you know, does that money go to the places that helps the developers make better games? Does it go to just well shareholders, consider, stakeholders? Like consider this, Jeremy. Remember that allegedly Housemark only found out their game was going to cost as much as it did when when yeah. the prices were released to the public. That that yes, decision that was, was made a decision by Sony. Made by Housemark. That was a decision made yeah. by Sony. Yeah. So the question is, did Housemark? They were like, sorry, did Sony? They were like, oh yeah, no, this is a great decision for Housemark. This will be so much better for their bottom line. That's great. We'll do this. Or was it? This will be better for our bottom line as a PlayStation Studios exclusive. We decide. We decide how much it's going to be worth. We've seen there's a quality to your product. Yeah. There's a decent enough gameplay there. We're going to charge seventy US for it, which is one hundred twenty five here, which is so much. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's 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 a it, it's 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 a, it's it's a more inaccessible amount of money. Um, so. Meanwhile, I look at Biomutant selling for ninety nine dollars, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I, and and that's the thing. It's on EA Play for fifteen bucks if you or twenty bucks if you buy the subscription. Yep. Um, and that game is going to have a much larger player base because of that. It's a say. It's the only reason. Um, it's the only reason Square hasn't already announced that Outriders is on the back burner um, is because it came to Game Pass Day 1 on, on Xbox and had like a, a gigantic influx of people play. You know, I was I was not going to buy that game and the only reason I played it was because it was on Game yeah, Pass. same with Ollie. Um, and they, they had a ton of numbers because of it and it works out well. It, it, helps, it helps bolster those games that are, you know, might have an online component that is like... Uh, that, that, that the game is reliant on um, but also like it helps people play the game that might not necessarily have played it and helps them potentially get you know fans for their next projects and their next projects and, and stuff like that so um, Sony's like reluctance to um, to allow people to <laughs> to play the games without buying them um, outright is uh, is I think going to hurt them in the longer run um, because I think it's going to really show that they are, they, 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 they want things to stay the yeah. same. They want things to say, you know, they looked at the PS4 and they went, we want to do that all over yeah. again. We want nothing but that exact thing, exact same thing to happen again, which is why I think they're not going to take some risks this generation. Which um, would be a shame. Yeah, because the, if there's one thing that the companies that are in front can afford to do, it is take risks. Yeah, and it's usually the ones who are behind who end up having having to take the risks, and then it pays off. So yeah, yeah well, and, and then it pays off because when you do unique things more often than not, people get really excited. Isn't that about right, it. Sega? Sega. <laughs> Jeremy, shall we throw it to a break now? We're at about fifty-five minutes. Um... Do you have any other games? Oh, that's that's me done. Uh, that sorry, sorry, I went a little long yeah, there, but yeah. Um, um, yeah. Do you do you reckon we'll go to yeah. break now and then do your games and the news as well? Yeah, my games are not are not nearly as long as yours. Okay. So yeah, I great. Reckon. No worries. Well, uh, no question corner for the week, but uh, uh, we're not not nothing to think about. Just uh, get up, stretch your legs. Unless you're already up, then maybe sit down. Uh, we'll do one or other of those things depending <laughs> on what <laughs> well we're both sitting we're, we're both going to have a break and once we come back uh, we'll be right I'm so bad at this we'll be right back
Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. There's no question for the week, but Jeremy's got plenty to talk about, including games. Jeremy, take it away. Including games. <laughs> um, I've been playing about three games uh-huh. over the past uh-huh. week. Um, one that I can actually talk about now. Um, the other two, we can't. So, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, as in one that I've been playing for longer than a week, but I, I, I've been under embargo. Uh, by the time this goes out, the embargo will be lifted. Um, so I, I, I got a key for, um, I got two keys rather for Operation Tango, um, which is a asymmetrical spy game. Um, and because Kerry's been so busy, I, I gave the key to Ollie so he and I could play it so I could talk about it. I love that you offered that um, to me and then... <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm so busy. And then you're like, hey, Ollie, we're going to we're yeah. gonna play Tango? And I was like, well, it was my invite. And you're like, you're busy. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I asked you and you didn't say no. What you did was you gave me a list of things that you had to do in between then I and now. I wanted to say yes. I know, but you couldn't. <laughs> Sorry, go on. We get, so, so we can play that game because it's got the... Um, so it is an asymmetrical game and you need two players to play it. But it does have a friend pass thing um, where you can play it with people who also don't own the game. Um, which which is good fun, and you could play like the other side, so, right, and get a new experience. Yeah, so so we like so Ellie and I actually ha- already have done oh, cool. that. So we um so we have played an entire playthrough of the game, and then we did about about a th- just over a third of um uh, us swapping sides. Um, so there is a there is a spy, and there is a hacker. There's a there's a there's an agent, and then there's a guy in the chair. Um, as, as Spider-Man Homecoming was, was putting it back when they were making those tricks. Um, you are two, um, two spies and they have good names, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Google now because they, then, uh, like, all the names of things in this are really good. The villain's name is Cypher. Oh, very good. Um, Option Tango. Very, very Matrix. Characters. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. Um, uh, da the agent's name is Angel. Um, she looks like a she 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 kind of she kind of looks like a Charlie's Angel actually. She's got like a big afro. Um, she's got like tight like uh like tight pants. They got like a flare at the end, and nice. it's all it's all very like stylized and fun. Um, Alistair is the is the hacker. Um, he's a Angel Cipher. He, he's got like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he's got like he's got like Google glasses, and he's got like special glove that he flings his hands oh, around yeah, to do yeah. hacking. Minority can, Report, like Minority Report, like Iron Man One, like that that sort of stuff. Um, it's and it's it's all very like campy and like very like silly spy stuff. Um, but th- the way the game works is that Angel, for the most part of the game, is playing in first person, um, and Alistair is either inside or looking at a computer for the entirety of the game. And your point of view on things is very, very different throughout a lot of it. Um, for example, there's a part where um, Angel is on a train and needs to find out, needs to hack somebody that is on the train while Alistair can just see an overview of every dot on, on this entire train, um, which is about four carriages. And each dot represents a person and you can see Angel moving around in between carriages and and basically... Um, Angela's got her phone and she can see what, what apps are on people's phones and I can see a list of everybody and what apps are on their phones and their names. Oh and so, and so like, 
Angel will be, say something along the lines of like, hey, like I, uh, I'm looking for this name. And so I can look through a list of names and I can say, okay, this, th- that name is on Carriage 2 and has a video game, a dating app and a crypto miner on their phone. Now you have to, and then Angel has to go, go up to everybody and like hack their phone and have a look to see what they are. And then you have to hack into their phone, which is like a like four digit code. And then it's like you got three numbers right and one wrong or something like that. And then I can see, uh, and like, and like we're like sending stuff to each other, like, oh, like I've hacked this file. Now you can hack the file, and we can hack the file together. Um, and it, like, it's all it's all like those type of fun puzzles where the the perspective is so so different. Um, there's other ones where you're like breaking into facilities, and I can see security cameras, and I can open doors and control robots and stuff. And I had to give, um, I had to give Angel a. A different identity so that they could have a um uh like i need to do like um give them identity so they can open doors um and but i had to find an identity that would like would be there at that time so like it didn't so like otherwise they wouldn't be allowed in um and other like other hacking stuff um which is like it, it's really fun it's honestly it's a it's a really really fun game there's about six or seven levels um and the levels can go from b- between 15, 20 minutes to about half an hour to 40 minutes, depending on how good you are. Um, so what, my favorite one, my, my favorite one was there's a level where Alistair has to be the one that's basically in the, in the driver's seat. He has to like hack into like a mainframe or something. And what Ollie could see was three lines with a little rectangle on it um, that was moving from right to left. And... Uh, dots would go along those certain lines and what I was seeing was like a Tron motorcycle level type first person thing where I'm on three lanes riding like a cyber motorcycle and there's robots flying in every in different directions which are represented by the dots and I can't see the ones behind me so Ollie has to tell me to move to different lanes and and which direction I need to go and it's it's very much like and like each lane had like every now and again a different number would appear on each lane, and I would say, "Quick, I need to go to the proxy server." And all these like proxy server that is the highest number, and so then I go to that lane that's got the highest number in it and go from there. Um, it's a lot of like figuring out how the puzzles are to each other, um, because we see the same puzzle just in a wildly different perspective, um, which is it's it's a it's honestly a, a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite ones was we there was a part where. Uh, he had to get a key to stop the train from blowing up and the shape of the key was very distinct and it was like a square with a line going down the side um, a line going perpendicular to that line and then a triangle at the bottom that was what the key looked like and I saw that and I went okay the the key is like a man with a square head with an arm and a and triangle (laughs) feet um because that's all I could see. And Ollie goes, they all look like that. And then he sent, like, after the fact, after we had yeah. done the puzzle, he showed me what they what they look like. And they were all square heads with a line, with a perpendicular line, and then a triangle at the bottom. But it was, like, the different sizes is what we needed oh, to know. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but they totally set that up as if one was going to have a circle at the top, one was going to have a plus or whatever like that. But, like, they were all the same shape but different sizes. And so they play with what you assume the puzzle's going mm. to be to what it mm. actually is. Um. It's it's really it's it's really really funny. Um, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's I would say the downside to the game is when we swapped sides, the puzzles were exactly the same. Right, right. Um, there was no 
different numbers for like there was no like different coordinates or like we're looking for a different name as far as I could no tell. Randomization I didn't remember. Not not a lot of randomization because I think a, a lot of the time it's about getting to the right place at the right time and different paths mm. you take. Um, for the most part, from what I could tell, most of the paths were the same. Some of the some of the puzzles were were randomized because a lot of them were about getting three correct as opposed to um I was rather getting the puzzle correct three times as opposed to going down that path and so they need to give you the option of getting it wrong and then giving you another one additionally to have another go um but a lot of the time they were the same puzzle and so playing it again we we sort of we were having more moments of oh so this is what you were seeing when this mm. is happening as opposed to the 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 most amount of fun we had while playing the game was figuring out the puzzle for the first yeah. time and figuring out what we needed to tell each other well as whereas what i already knew which is what um the hacker was seeing back when i was playing a second time around as angel i suddenly knew what to say to ollie to know what he needed to say back yeah. to me um it was fun playing a game that I already played, but this time from an entirely different perspective. Um, but it doesn't it doesn't hit that same like, oh, of course, moments that we had while playing it through for the first time, which was honestly really, really right. quite good. So it is still um, some. It is still more like replaying a puzzle game that you've already solved than it is kind of like, yeah, like a procedural like. Like, tr like if you change sides with in Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes, like, that is a wildly different thing depending on each run because it changes each time. Whereas this is still a yes. bit more yeah. like if you play through all of Portal 2 and you go back and you play through Portal 2 again, but slightly obfuscated. Well, it would be like playing through the Portal 2 co-op mode again just as the other robot. Uh, yeah, so no, being enough. on the other side of a lot of those puzzles, but you, you still sort of happens. have a rough idea of what you yeah. need to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the figuring out part of Portal is like the best part because they're, it's, they're so well, the puzzles are so well mm. crafted. Um, and a lot of puzzles are really well crafted in this one as well. Um, but yeah, like I said, doing them again for a second time, it, it like, you know, it, it doesn't hit the same. I, I would have liked to see um, them re like reshuffle a lot of it so we didn't know in what order those puzzles were going to come mm. through. Um or, or it be like uh, be more randomized where uh, the story is not like you know the story can be the same but the the level the, the levels can be like really uh, switched up in ways that made us feel like we were doing like runs um, as opposed to just like mm. the game um, but you know that there's a good chance the reason they didn't do that is because it would have been much a much larger scope project totally. at that point um, but do you know how much it is? I'm looking on the Steam page and it doesn't have I a do price. Not. Doesn't have a price. No, yet. it's, it's just um, plan release date, uh, June first, and it also says download the demo with the friend pass. Yeah, so they've had a demo up for a little bit now. Um, I don't know how okay. much it is. Um, I know I know it is coming to PS5, and I believe it's it's a PlayStation Plus game, as far as oh, I'm aware. Oh, that's cool. Um, which is interesting. Yeah, so I I believe it's next month's PlayStation Plus one of one of the PlayStation Plus games. Yeah, definitely on PS5, um, PS4. It was revealed last year. Probably mm. E3 time, it looks like. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really good. The story is fun and silly and like over the top in ways that like you 
like we were we were chuckling at the at the corniness of it, um, but it, it leans into it. Like it knows what it's it knows what mm. it's doing, um, and it, and it commits to like a, a cool style. Okay, cool. Um, so I I would I would love to see another campaign in that game. Um, it's it's got inbuilt voice chat as well. Um, they don't fuck with the voice chat at all. So um, uh, they don't like cut you out when you need to talk or anything mm. like that. Um, they don't like they don't cut you out and have to use text messages at all. So um. We swapped to Discord halfway through because the latency was lower, um, and there there are timing based puzzles, so you need like the lowest latency possible. Yeah, so you're not trying to like um, anticipate. Yeah, um, there there were some times where the puzzles were not syncing up between our games, which was annoying. Um, where there were moments where you had to move the ball through like a maze, um, into the goal. Um, and for example, I had up and down, and Ollie had left mm. and right. For example, um where our the positioning of the ball was different um for both of us and so we were losing puzzles sometimes i felt like i was not near a wall and sometimes he felt like he was not near right. a wall um so that that was that was a little bit annoying um that didn't happen too often that only happened one play session we had so maybe like there was like some connection mismatch because the first time we played it it was it was basically perfect mm-hmm. okay, um interesting i did i did have a cu- couple of bugs here and there of like uh my character was not pulling out their phone and so then I couldn't progress through the, the puzzles. Luckily they were at the beginning. Um so we didn't get halfway through a puzzle and then have to restart it. Um that got fixed with the game restart. But like there were a couple of little hiccups here and there. Um but like like connection based in terms like like none of us dropped. Um th- there was no parts we got soft locked or anything like that. Right. Like it's just like a couple of bugs, but like fundamentally the game the game is, is really quite solid. I'd love I'm looking at some screenshots of it just now. It looks gorgeous. It looks like it's got such a, a strong art style. Um yeah, no, it looks it looks really good. Mm, like it's super vibrant, like a, like a, there's like a lot of like saturated colours, but like they they really like like a lot of like the highlights really pop. And there's a lot of really funny things you can do as well. For example, um the very beginning of the first level, you're in an elevator and um you're getting used to controls and both players are getting used to how the game works and so there's like a long ele- elevator right to the top where you can sort of like mess around a little bit and you can change the interior of, of the elevator all right um but the the hacker can change the interior of the elevator that the um that the player is in um which is funny and so like i'm just like making it like christmas themed and then halloween themed and all is looking around going like oh snowman um and if you're the hacker, sorry, sorry. If you're the the spy and you look at the you look at any security cameras, you can emote at security cameras, oh, which is really right, funny because yeah. the security cameras are always are always the hacker. And so the amount of times like we'd be walking around and I'll be like, okay, Ollie, go left, and he will like look around and see the security camera that I'm looking through and just like wave at it or like blow a kiss to it or something <laughs> like that. Um, it's 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 very great. Good. It sounds it sounds mm. like a delight. Yeah. I I do really want to. It's know. really fun how much it is but um i will find out in the next few days i think but yeah no it looks it looks really good mm. um operation tango is it already on the store it is not on the place no, not store. yet oh well good on um them. yeah clever plays is the developer Right. And Operation um, Tango won the Gamescom Best Multiplayer Game Award last year. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I wonder if that was up against Fall Guys. Maybe. <laughs> Operation Tango. It takes two to save the world. 
Yes, <laughs> yes. They, 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 they do those like silly jokes throughout the entire thing, and it's it's always it's always welcome. Yeah. Um, I've also been playing a game called Insurmountable, which is a game where you are a hiker, and you need to get to the top of the mountain. Um, it's it's a roguelike. Um, which is which is weird to think about in this game. Like it makes sense, um, but like uh, even though it's a run-based game, I don't often think about it as a roguelike. Yeah, so um, like combat-based. No, it's not. So 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 the way the game works is you are a hiker, and the entire game is made up of of hexagons, and uh, you can travel. Like you basically need to plan a a route to get to the top of the mountain, um, and there are obstacles and other things in the way. So, for example, there are there are tiles that are made. There, there are three different materials that tiles can be made out of. Um, there is snow. Um, there is um, like dirt, gravel, um, and there is ice. Um, actually, I think there's water as well, but I didn't I didn't notice water being having much of a difference. I only saw it at the beginning when you're crossing a river. Um, and those three um, tiles have different uh, like uh, different uh, traits associated with them snow is obviously cold ice can break and dirt is safer um but they also all three of them have different like um hazard um like indicators on them if they are like if they are very rocky you can hurt yourself if they are if, if it's very very if it's unstable snow you can fall and if it's unstable ice you can um you, it can break um, and it's a, it's a it is a risk management game where you need to plan a route so you can make it to the top of the mountain while managing a few meters along the way. Those meters are health, um, which is the most important one because um, your health determines basically if you die. If you if you go to zero with any of the others, you don't lose automatically. Um, the only way you can lose a run is if you run out of health. Everything else will then just start to affect your health basically in other ways. Um, there is a temperature gauge. There is an oxygen gauge. And there is a sanity gauge, which I don't enjoy. Um, and there is, I think, and and and, and energy. Um, so, th- uh, the like the different gauges basically um, determine different things. So, if you run out of energy, for example, you are more likely to make mistakes as you are hiking. Um, if you run out of temperature, you are more likely to hurt yourself, and like you can uh, you can damage yourself in terms of like you don't have good sleeps, um, your energy can then get affected that way, your sanity can get affected that way, as well as I think you can, like, you might be able to, like, lose a limb and you then get a permanent mm-hmm. debuff. Um, uh, sanity affects things like your confidence, um, which is, which I, I, I wish it was just called confidence because, like, you know, having That's a sanity meter is not quite on the it's level. It's all of those things where it's, um, like, but those, like, those decreases for you, like, increases the amount of times that you'll get, like, a... Like as you're walking, like a sudden event will come up that's like a danger or something like that, right? Like a like a jump, yeah. or there's been a bear nearby recently or something. So it's not quite that. It's actually like it's it's directly affecting you because there are other tiles that'll be like there'll be like a combat tile, which will be a it'll be one of one of the three types of tile that I mentioned, but it'll have an indicator saying like like event basically. Mm-hmm. So there'll be caves scattered around, which are good for sleeping, um, because there is a day night cycle as well. Um, you have to you also have to manage time. Um, there is combat, so that'll be like wolves or like a hunter or something like that. Um, and there'll be um, like a treasure chest, as well as there'll be like a shrine. 
Um, so a treasure chest is more, more likely, you know, like there might be like a deceased um, hiker and then you can look through their backpack. Um, the longer you look through their backpack, the, the, lo- the longer time takes. Um, you have a high chance of finding something, but sometimes you might not. And you might lose more energy um, doing it. And yeah, yeah. So everything has a cost attributed to it as well. Um, and you can also level up. So there is experience throughout um, the game that you gain from doing those events, um, as well as certain things here and there um, can increase your experience as well, like sleeping in a cave. Um, sleeping in a cave, for the most part, tends to give you energy. Um, doesn't always give you warmth, however, because it doesn't mean you have a fire. Sometimes you can find a fire. Um, sometimes inside the cave, um, looks so w- w- what actually does. Um, you have you have a better sleep when you're inside a cave, but you can also pitch a tent, and tents have a limited amount of uses. But you can find them along the way as well. You do have an item with stuff. There's there's sort of a lot of things going on in this game, um, but it's quite interesting playing it because every time I start a run, which I've only done three. I believe, um, you see the mountain throughout the entire game and you can see that mountain and go like, oh, fuck, like that is so far away. How the hell am I going to get there? And you just like click one of the tiles and you just then create a route. It tells you how long it's going to take. It tells you how much energy it's going to take. It tells you what your temperature is going to be like at the end of the route. It gives you it gives you everything you need to know. There is very few surprises along the way. The surprises come from you taking risks um, if the route is really hazardous. For example, you can climb up a sheer face wall. The taller the wall is, the more chances you are. You're going to hurt yourself as you do it. Um, and the more energy it takes as well. It's like, it's it's from a top-down perspective, but you can zoom in all the way to get a first-person perspective as well, which is interesting. First-person, really? Um, it doesn't, it, yeah, like it doesn't affect the game at all. Um, it literally just puts your camera into the player's eyes so you can see how big everything mm. is, how big the mountain is. And it gives you a great sense of scale. Um, it gives you like a really big, like, holy fuck, I'm going to climb this whole fucking mountain. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's really interesting. It's a, it, it kind of reminds me of Frostpunk. Interesting. Is it because of that, yeah, that like resource it's, it's, management and like... The, the resource management, the UI and the, the feeling of... And the of setting as well, I guess. Hopelessness. The setting as well, uh, there are a lot of things in this game that really remind me of the mood of Frostpunk, the the direness, the, the you're only getting there by the scrape of your teeth level, a skinny of your skin, yeah. teeth, not scrape of your teeth. Um, th- that level of, of, of overcomingness, um, it comes across the same way that it does in, in Frostpunk, which I think is very interesting. Um, to the point where I'm actually going to look to see if it's... Like, I don't think it's made by the same people because I, I feel like I would have known that. So, but yeah. The, um, the UI... I, I've seen a playthrough of it, like an hour or so. Um, and the UI is fine, but it's quite simple. I think Frostpunk's UI was a bit more fleshed out, wasn't it? Yeah, no. So, I mean, as in, like, the, like the look of the UI. Like, the way the way screens come on, they sort of... They do that, like, like ink spread out pattern mm. a little bit um, as well, which is very Frostpunk. Um yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, the, the I remember when when I read that it was grid based, I was like, I feel like this game is going to look really ugly. Mm. But th- they the generation of the mountain is is really quite it's quite well done to the point where you don't feel like everything is grid based. It's like you know when you look at it's like when you play a long game of Civilization and you see the entire world on a large map, and you know you can see that it's grid based, but like it it does feel natural. It does feel like. Um, 
that it is uh, like naturally generated, even though everything is on a hexagon. Yeah. I, th- um, I think when I was looking at that, I think a large part of that is because of the the height difference, right? Because when you say like it's a hexagonal map, it's it's I find that very difficult to interpret. That oh, there's also you're also climbing. I just kind of you say hexagonal, yes. and I see flat. I see a you think I flat. see a plane. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Like every- like there are hexagons at different heights. It's basically like uh, columns, yeah. columns of hexagons. No matter where you go, and as you go and further, they all sort the of thing end about up going up higher slowly, but naturally. Hexagonal stairs is basically what everything is, but because hexagons are hexagons, they tessellate, and so you can go up basically almost any way. There are plenty of places you can't go up. Um, there are plenty of non-climbable surfaces. Um, places that have got trees or places that are like they have basically a tile on them that you can't climb them and you have to find a different way up. So you can't just go in a straight line. You do have to go around um, parts where you're not allowed to go up. Um, But that's all laid out really cleanly. There's no part in the game where I'm like, oh, I had no idea that I couldn't go this way. Um, And the like towards the end, it, it gets really tense. You're really, really stretching everything to its limit in ways that like it makes me think back to the beginning of the run like oh, I shouldn't have been so careless here because now there's a biting me in the ass later on you know I'm running out of oxygen I've got like I've got two uses left in this oxygen tank and I'm looking at the top of the mountain and I'm like oh like I'm really like I, I really hope I can make it to the top and then I made it to the top I was like fuck yeah and then it showed me where I needed to go next I'm like oh fuck I need to go down again um going down Turns out, in just like in real life, it's a lot easier going down than it is going up. So, like the f- the further I go down, the m- the less my oxygen reduction rate gets. Um, so like the, the my oxygen my oxygen re- reduction rate then gets reduced as it goes down. So then I'm not using as much oxygen as I'm going down, and uh, my th- my numbers that are decreasing are decreasing. So I am losing less and less as I go back down mm-hmm. the mountain. Um, but what I was running out of was like energy. And so I'm just like falling over and like breaking, like breaking bones and twisting my ankle. And, <laughs> and, and then the, the really interesting part was um, when you go down the mountain, you then go, okay, cool. Here's the next mountain. Um, and you don't get more items. Oh, that's right. It's a um, continuation, isn't it? It is a continuation. So you look at the next mountain and then you, you choose which one you want to go to. Um, and they give you like, like, you know, this mountain is prone to thunderstorms. This mountain is prone to, uh, winding long routes. Your, your bars mostly get filled up again, your energy bar, your health bar, all that stuff. But like you do carry permanent injuries in between runs as well. Um, until you die. And then once your character is dead, then you get a fresh character with items and, and everything is, is starting from the start again. Um, it's 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 a really fascinating mm. game. It's it's not a it's not a typical roguelike. Mm. Um, it's 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 quite cool. I've, I'm I'm really surprised by how well all of it works. I've only played like just over an hour, um, but in there I got about two runs. Um, I only got to the top of a mountain once, um, but I got I got fucking close the second <laughs> time. Oh no no I no I did make it up I did make it up the second time, but then I I, I died almost on the way almost down. immediately after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder going back again if I if I will find my dead body on top of another mountain or something I w- that could be kind oh, of interesting. Neat. Um, it is generated though. It is generated. I don't I don't know I don't know how much persistence there is. Um, but yeah, like and you know like your your little your little character model like changes like their uh, their body language depending on how they're going. 
um it's it's good fun I, i'm enjoying mm. it yeah no, it, it's super interesting mm. so yeah that's that is insurmountable great i um yeah no i think you're right i think it is a different take on the roguelike genre but yeah it's a kind of it kind of makes me feel a bit more relaxed about it because you can just kind of like click around you can probably have a podcast on if you want or you just have the ambience but it's kind of it's it, it seems quite um it's passive yeah it's quite it's it's like a strategic roguelike more than a than a combat or action roguelike yeah, like time only moves when you're moving. So if you're standing still, like the game is is effectively paused. It's a super hot um, like, which means you could <laughs> sure. Um, but like you, you know, it, it does the it does the um, the into the breach thing where like you can spend as long as you want planning out your moves um, to get the optimal path. Like it, it it's there for you. You just have to yeah. find it. Um, so it's 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 interesting. Nice. And then, uh, did you want to touch on Mass Effect at all? Your continued uh, playthrough? Yeah, just briefly. Um, I'm I finished the the Citadel part. I'm ready to leave. Um, I've the story has been has been progressed to a point where I have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Um, I met Garrus. I met Rex. I'm never going to change my party. Um, they're great fun, both mm-hmm. of them. They're really they they bounce off each other in ways that is really enjoyable. Um, I, I'm I, you know I. I've said in the past that I've I've never played a Mass Effect game properly. Um, I understand why people like these characters so much. They are they are great archetypes um, and have got great voice as oh well. Oh my god, so the good. voice acting is is tremendous. It's so good. I forgot until I was um, watching some footage just last week, and I'm like, oh my god, the the way the Turians speak and they've got that double layered voice. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, That's a multiphonic voice. Yeah. Hmm. And I love the aliens that say their emotion as uh, at the beginning of every sentence. Is that the Hannah? Uh, yeah, Hannah, I believe, mm. is what they are. Um, they're, they're really funny. I like yeah, them a lot. Yeah, they are funny, aren't Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. The, the, that, that Citadel section, section takes a good long yeah. while, but you get a lot of, like, a lot of world building. And it, but it's good world building. It's, like, it, it's really, it, it really sucks you in in a way that's, that's really, really quite yeah, fun. absolutely. Um, and also, like, Keith David just, it's just so oh, good. He's so good, isn't he? He's just, he's just so good. Like, and I, I can't not hear the Arbiter because I've played Halo so much, but, like, Every time he speaks, I'm just like I I can only hear like words so easy. <laughs> just like that's the only thing I can hear him say. Um, I, I couldn't tell you a single thing he says in this game because all I can remember is Arbiter. Oh, uh, he's also talking about politics half the time. But uh, I I always start thinking of the the Ken Burns jazz documentary, which he narrates the whole thing off. <laughs> really. Yeah. That sounds it great. Is. It is. I never watched the whole thing, but I watched a good chunk of it one time when I was at my uncle's house. Um, you know, Keith David's voice is so good. It's so nice to listen to. Yeah. Something that's interesting with the, um, party members, which you probably haven't had too much opportunity to, uh, uh, notice yet, but, um, you're, you're different. So your, your character, depending on the class you pick has different abilities. Um, Mm -hmm. and when you start getting, um, more biotic abilities, or if your squad mates have more biotic abilities, they can actually combo together really interestingly. Um, I don't know if it works that well in the right. first game or if that was a, or a, a feature they introduced later on. But the way the um, the characters' different abilities interact in different ways or can com- or can really complement each other 
I found was what I had. Um, that that's how I chose a lot of my party a lot of the time. So my right. my standard party was like, oh, I've I've spoken to these guys. Like I kind of like try to cycle everyone out, and then if I'm doing like spare missions, I'm like, give me give me Garrus and give me Liara, and that's because Garrus is sort of the the weapons expert, and Liara is the the biotics specialist. Um, and with my character. I was I can't remember the one, but it's the one where you get the like incendiary and cryo, um, an engineer maybe I can't remember. Um, but I had a couple of biotics to bounce off the R's abilities, but then also Garrus had like the sniper, and so yeah, the way it works out is pretty good. They all have unique interaction lines, I think. So you know, in the, in the Citadel when you're in the elevators, they all have unique lines for each other. Um, like Caden says something really inappropriate to Rex about how. Um, Oh Rex, you've 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 got like more emotional depth than I thought you did, and Rex is like right because all you humans are just as emotional as yeah. Uh, says something like because because all of you humans are just as emotional as all the others, even although we might look the same. Is just and Caden's like wow, I really put my foot in it there. Sorry, and I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's it's cool to rotate them out to get all that all that dialogue but the the key to those characters is talking to them in the ship between missions that's that's the that's the heart of those yeah um, I, I, i'm almost i'm almost at that yeah. part now because uh, that's when you get to know also them. the keepers are cool yeah yeah, yeah. The, the keepers are cool yeah, I like the little the insect dudes yep yeah, yeah it's it's I, I do like there is one at the like at the, at the front where there's like the, the ai that controls the citadel um, and you go up to like inspect the keeper, and it's like, please do not interfere with the keepers. Yeah, yep. it's so funny because like the law with them is that like they don't really know who made them or if or like why they're there or why they do this task. Because it's like it's the same with the citadel that like all of the species on the citadel, citadel they just found it. No one yeah. made it; they found it, yeah. and the keepers are just on. Yeah. It. And so they've just—it's the hub for civilization and they use it and, and it's and it's just the thing for them but they just found it so they don't know what the keepers are for mm. yeah so, yeah it's 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 cool it's mysterious mm. um there's a part that i'm looking forward to which i've seen only because giant bomb have played it which was there's a part where the there's like monkeys on a planet oh. and you have to inspect the monkeys i don't i don't you probably I don't, don't remember, remember that it. It sounds like a side quest <laughs> it's it's a, it's a, apparently it's really bad, um, but it's like there are like monkey colonies all over this planet, and you just have to drive over and inspect the monkeys until you find like this like data pad <laughs> or whatever. And the only reason I remember it is because like it's literally just go up to go up to an enemy. Like, uh, they're not even enemies; they're just there. They're just NPCs that you can't interact with. Just go up to press like A to inspect. This monkey does not have the data module. Go to the next one. This monkey and there's like fifty around this. Oh my around god! This and is it is it a marker? You have to find area? the one. I oh. think so. Um, it's like it's not good, but like when Giant Bomb played it, I had Rex in their fucking party, and it's just like they're just going up, just hitting A, going up, hitting A, and everyone's kind of silent. And you just hear, like, you just hear like this monkey had the data, like you see like the texting. This monkey had the data module, and Rex just goes, "He dropped the data module," <laughs> <laughs> and it's so like out of nowhere, and it's so aggressive. It's like listening to Revenant it's ask really for meds. <laughs> Yes, yes, it's exactly like that. Oh, it's funny. Uh, so, 
I'm excited to get to the bad parts of that game so I can see what everyone's talking about because I've never driven the Marco. Yeah, it's a, well, it's it's much it's much different in this. That is one of the things they changed. The uh, apparently, most it's much in, better uh, in Legendary Edition. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, shall we do a bit of a, a news wrap up? What, what were you wanting to touch on here? Is this sort of like uh, things we're looking forward to? Uh, just yeah, just like pre three stuff. What do we think E three is going to look like this year? Um, you know. Uh, like we we have spoken, I don't know, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but like I, you think that Sony's going to show up in the middle of E three as a as, and do their own state of play. I think they're not going to. Do I that. said maybe one week um, before or one week after. I think they're going to be close but yeah. separate. Yeah, I think they're not going to be there at all. Interesting. Um, I think th- I think I think they're going to do an EA, which is um show up like a month later. Um, so I really quickly just wrote down basically what like the timeline of things. Um, so on Friday morning. Um, for Australia, there is a Horizon um, Forbidden, Wi- Forbidden West. West. I keep saying Forbidden Wilds. Um, Forbidden West State of Play, um, which I think is going to be about 15, 20 which minutes. really throws a wrench um, into, st- my, uh, into my PlayStation reckoning. But they, yeah. they've done State of Plays close to each other before. They might do, they might, they they have. Might do a, a they, general they have one in a couple of weeks. I don't think they're going to. Um, uh there's a Sonic celebration sort of state of uh, direct basically um, at the end of this week as well for the Sonic's 30th anniversary. Um, hopefully we'll probably see what new Sonic games they've, they've got cooking because we haven't had one since Sonic, Sonic Forces 2. Well, like, what's that? Is there a rumor going around that they were going to do Sonic Unleashed again? They're going to do another oh, one? Oh, really? I, 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 don't, I don't remember if, I don't know if that's, that's anything. That could be nothing. Um, I heard that floating around that they were going to ha- take another crack wow. at it. Um. Uh, Jeff Grubb has announced <laughs> that Xbox's state of play is going to be uh, June thirteen. Yep. Um, this will be Xbox and Bethesda. And also, um, since since our last episode, they've also uh, Jeff Grubb has also confirmed that Starfield is uh well a going to be exclusive. Um, console exclusive. It's not been announced yet, so our pizza bet is not over yet. But um, but. I know I might I might oh carry a pizza yeah. soon because I I I am believing it less and less every day, but I still believe that Starfield is going to come to PlayStation. And um and then the other thing is that Starfield is not close. It's not it's not this year. Jason Trier nah. came out and was like, "Why does anybody think that?" And it was like, it was it was really funny. So 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 people people were saying like, "Oh, they're going to do another Fallout Four. They're going to announce it. It's going to release three months later or whatever." And then. Uh, Jeff Grubb initially said no, it's not going to come this year, and then no, no, it said like no, it's not going to come in three months, and then Jason Schreier tweeted no, it's not going to come until next year, and then Jeff Grubb is going to become it's going to it's going it's going to come early next. Year. They kept on going back yeah. and forth, trying like not not like one upping each other, but like getting more and more specific as each one was tweeting, not even yeah. at each other, and not they weren't even subtweeting each other. They just kept on taking it in turns to give out a little bit more information, yeah. which was funny. I reckon they both have an, a good idea of what um, what that release date is. Yeah, industry heavyweight um, Jeff Grubb. Yeah, um, uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest is June eleven, um, and for like four or something days or three days or something. Um, and and that's they over, have, like, that's over like, the they, V three dates. That's over the same dates. It is, yeah. Um, E three is June twelfth to fifteenth. So, whatever that means, yeah. there'll, there'll probably be a Nintendo Direct in there somewhere, I yeah. guess. Um, and 
Square Enix, I Definitely guess. Square Enix. I, did you hear the recent rumors but, about the 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 Final Fantasy inspired Souls like? Yes. Souls like? Yeah. No. What I heard was what I heard was Team Ninja was making a Final Fantasy. Yeah, game. I think. Well, that's what they were saying. Like, yeah. So, like an action adventure Souls like inspired Final Fantasy game set in something like the world of right. the first final fantasy game so much more fantasy based what i also heard is it's playstation exclusive yes i heard that as well yeah pc coming later yeah um so that's allegedly mm. going to be revealed at, with with whatever square does whenever they do it yeah so and and the other day as well um there was a, a, a tweet that um let me just grab um so there's basically there is a publisher that apparently is had one of the most comprehensive leaks happen to them um, recently. And I'm just going to find that tweet because I don't want to mess up who wrote it. And I cannot find it. Where the fuck is it? But yeah, it's interesting. Like all of the different um, press conferences from the different publishers, like they're, they're, less, they're listed separately. Like Ubisoft's got a forward on June 13th. PC gaming show June 13th. Those are all on the same, they're all in the same days of E3. So it's sort of similar that maybe there's, yeah. there's, there's ones that aren't under the E3 umbrella, but are having their conference during that E3 timeframe anyway. And then there are some that are under the E3 umbrella, but they're just sort of publishing stuff under their own, you know, channels and stuff like that. And then I guess they'll, yeah. what they'll do is they'll be throwing like gameplay interviews and stuff like that to, Greg and uh, what is it? It's Golden Boy and someone else. Um, the the three hosts yeah. for E three. Yeah. Um. So this is from Alex Don uh, a- a- Alex Donaldson. Um. Uh, who works at VG twenty four seven and RPG site. Um. He, uh, he tweeted about three days ago now there is one major publisher where i don't know how they've done it but i've probably but probably the most comprehensive big event leak i've seen in years is currently happening behind the scenes not just info assets footage madness just a countdown till someone releases this stuff now um imran khan replied with i have to imagine that they recorded the event and it got passed around the company internally without much caution um alex replied to that saying seems so massively out of character for this company in particular which is why it's so mad to me i guess we'll see if anyone presses the button now wow um, no, we haven't seen this yet. I, I have been wondering if it was that Final um, Fantasy leak because that that's a pretty big deal. I th- I think it's Square. Yeah, I, I think it is Square. Um, there was, you know, like the the remake integrated stuff did get leaked prior to the announcement um, with the DLC. Yeah. Um, as well as like the names of things, like the what was the other one? Int- uh, um, what was the mobile game? The one that isn't the Battle yeah, Royale. Yeah, Ever Crisis. Like that name got. Yeah, Ever Crisis. Yeah, yeah. Like that that got passed around as well. Um, and some of the leaks sort of wise got crossed. Um, but for the most part, all the information seemed to be pretty mm. correct. Um, some people are saying it might be Capcom. Capcom. Um, which would be interesting. But but they've also had leaks recently, like with that whole Resident Evil yeah. thing and all of their like that that entire when thing. Resident happened. Evil three got leaked last year. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's interesting. So. Yeah, um, like, and some people also think it might be like it might be Take Two or Rockstar um, in particular. So, like, who knows? GTA Five on PS Six. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, 
It's gonna be weird when. So yeah, and then yeah, and then. Sorry, go on. I was just gonna say, like, and finally, EA plays in July, which is far later than what wow, they usually yeah, are. Yeah, it's like a, almost a full month and a half after E3, quote unquote. A uh, bit more than. Month, I wonder if the reason for that is because they're not. I wonder if they're not ready to show stuff Maybe. yet. When, when's that Battlefield announcement? That's that's this oh, month, I, actually, isn't it? That it... So, you know, uh, I wonder if they're doing a similar thing to maybe what Sony is doing. Get Horizon out now to get people excited because that's coming soon. Maybe they're finally going to give us a release date. We don't know, but they are showing gameplay, which is cool. Um, and then maybe they'll do, they'll do Horizon May 27th. Maybe they'll do a more general state of play maybe in a month, maybe towards the end of June. It, it could be earlier, but um, yeah, maybe EA is doing that where they, they've got like, look, DICE is here. We've got Battlefield 6. It's been rumored for ages. That's been leaking like hell. Apparently there's screenshots and there's there's briefs and all sorts of stuff going for Battlefield Six, um, mm. so yeah, yeah, I've seen screenshots of that game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like they're out there. And so they 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 officially reveal that give us give it a release date and then the thing is I don't know what EA's hanging on to for EA Play is like FIFA twenty two is coming and yeah they don't have two K twenty one they don't have NBA um, do they have Madden they do Madden as well. But yeah, they do Madden. Yes, yeah, so um, like they do. Thief is coming. Madden's coming. But like, they come kind of early. You know, that's a bit late to announce those games. So what are they going to announce so There's late? There's like U- UFC. Yeah, those aren't annualized though. No, they're not. Um, I think. So I, I think whatever single player thing Respawn have been working on. Um, I like it's been it's been long enough now that um, uh, they. Uh, mm. what is it like? Uh, Nearly two years. Jedi Fallen Order, yeah. Um, because we got a we got a name for that game before we got anything. I remember when they told us the name of that game without giving us a fucking yeah, logo. Yeah, the year prior. Yeah. Do you remember when someone interviewed Vince Sampella while he was sitting at the front row of E3 talking was, about the game that they were making Andrea before Rene. they had anything to show for it? It was Andrea. And That's was, right. That was that was so fucking. That stupid. was the same conference where they, they barely showed um Anthem. Where they showed like three yes. minutes of super cut up, like fade in, fade out footage of gameplay. And they mm-hmm. had like all of the yeah. people on the like director's chairs on the stage, like answering questions. And that, they spoke for 20 minutes and like it was just the same looping gameplay. That was yeah. not good. Um, New Sims is it time? <laughs> I guess. Maybe. I... Sims 5? Sims 4 has been around for a hot minute I'm, now. Like cold minute. It's been so long. Like. Like, it's been so long that Sims 4 has been out, and they just keep adding to it. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't remember the last expansion. I want to say it was maybe six months ago. Maybe. Maybe it might be finally time. But mm. I feel like... I'm not sure. I think that's going to depend on if they're going to release it on new consoles or not. I think that's going to be the clincher. Um, I don't think they'll put Sims 4 onto... Sims 4 was like a... 2014 2015 release like that was an early ps4 game i don't see them bring it forward to ps5 and yeah and series yeah no i, I don't yeah, know no, sims i mean unless it's really easy but like yeah sims who, who knows yeah um and aside from that i guess like uh need for speed i guess um if that's like the yeah, next i suppose so or maybe another EA original, although Hazelight just put out It Takes Two, so that's we're not going to hear anything from them. Unraveled 3. <laughs> <laughs> Th- 
three three player Yanni co op. Yeah, um, yeah. No, uh, EA are kind of in a weird spot because their games are like, or like rather, they just keep killing their fucking franchises by putting out bad versions of games. Yeah. Um, give me Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Two. <laughs> that game is good. I, li- I like Hot Pursuit One a lot. You mean well? That's Hot um, Pursuit reboot because there there already was Hot yes, Pursuit yes, One. Yes, yes, it is Hot Pursuit. Re- Yes, there there was that that that's actually right. Um, give me yeah, give me a sequel to the reboot that they brought to PS4 r- really weirdly last, last year. year. Yeah. Like late last year, they just threw it out. It was really yeah. strange. <laughs> I bought that game and I haven't. I think it's still sealed. Oh actually, I haven't. I haven't played you, it on, on my PlayStation yet. The um the thing that got me for games that came. You remember last year when Terminator, whatever it was called, came out. Salvation. Yeah. The, no. No, was that the movie? That, that was one of the movies. Terminator. Because Dark Fate was the movie that came yeah, out. Recently. And then Resistance. That, that random... Yeah. 15th of November 2019, the, the reviews went up. Um, in, <laughs> and they made a PS5 version of that game that came out like same mm-hmm. day as Resident Evil 8. What a waste yep. of time. <laughs> yeah. What a waste of time. Um, yeah, E3's, E3's going to be interesting. I... The question is, do we get, <laughs> how much Halo do we get from Xbox and how many of their RPGs are ready in the next a 12 lot. months? So, so like they've said, we will see a giant dump of okay. Halo. Um, this will be like the Halo blowout. I mean, I suppose basically. we really haven't seen anything since last year's demo no, that everyone yeah. kind like, of like, hated. And, and and three four three have openly said like yes like this is like you you will see a ton of Halo Infinite information, um, but like all the other shit like Fable fucking um, what's that what's that fucking spy game that Xbox has got spy um, game, Perfect Dark oh spy um, so yeah yeah um like it I don't know if we'll see any of that stuff yet I doubt we'll see Fable no, I, um, Fable and Perfect Dark were both cinematic trailers only. I can very much see them being a long way away. Um, Whatever that um, Obsidian game is, I don't remember the name of it. Avowed, uh, but like, yeah, I reckon we. Oh no, no, I think I think Jeff Grubb's saying we're not. That was another see that. cinematic. But trailer. he's also saying when. He's also saying we're not going to see Elden Ring. <laughs> I I don't. I, I'm not surprised. Another one that we've only seen a cinematic trailer se- for. Like why? I have gameplay footage on my computer. I published it on me. Yeah, but it was a leak. It, it wasn't ready. But wh- why is there a... There, there, is, there is a trailer that exists for that game. Maybe they were making it and they were like, this isn't ready yet. Bandai Namco are, are listed as showing up at fucking Summer Games they Fest. Make, How they make other games. I, th- I do think what? they made a they massive won. mistake revealing that game as early as they did. God, so much of because what it was like a month after Sekiro came out. Yeah, that that game got announced when Cyberpunk was with the fucking Keanu Reeves on. Yeah, on so stage. that was E3. That was, was E3 2019. E3. So that means it's been two years yeah. since Elden Ring was revealed, and it's been two years and one month since Sekiro came out. I am absolutely not surprised that we're not seeing it yet, especially if they've got George Railroad Martin on the project, who's bloody. Yeah, Not known for his expedient work. 
Sure, but it, well, it's not like that they announced it and then they decided to work with him then. That got leaked like a year in advance that he was going to be working with FromSoft. No, I know, but I, what I'm saying is the development team probably... It's still too early, I think. If they're, if they're going to make it in a way that Fuck. isn't just a Souls sequel, which it apparently isn't, then it needs more time. I can't believe I'm all in on Souls games now. <laughs> I can. They're great. <laughs> You know how much you know how much Bloodborne Bloodborne has broken me. What do you mean? Do you know how much I think about playing that game again? Oh, really? Since I've beaten that game so wow. much, dude, so much. The amount of times that I start a new game, going, oh, I wish I was playing Bloodborne right now, is fucking through the wow, roof. That's intense. You don't do that. No, I don't. And like, and I see everybody on Twitter yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody that, that loved that game when that came out, and I didn't love that game when yeah. it came out because I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't have a Souls experience yet. Um, yeah, no, I think about that game all the mm. time. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah, I'm gonna play that game again soon. I'm gonna go through the DLC. Um, uh, yeah, like, uh, what's what's your what's your pie in the sky prediction? And what, I reckon we'll for go. Xbox or in general. For E3 or for for the big for the big three, okay. For Microsoft, for Xbox, and for Sony, Microsoft, Xbox, and so- Microsoft, Nintendo. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For, sorry for, for, yeah, Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony. Sorry. Uh, Nintendo. I think we see Breath of the Wild. I don't think it's coming this year. Um, I don't think we see Breath of the Wild. I could honestly go either way on that one because the the only other things that I could see happening from we don't know what they're doing yet. Bayonetta three is coming. Metroid Prime four is coming. Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, but bleh. maybe Splatoon I, I think, 3 footage I, I think, is the only thing I can like guarantee. Well, we, we, we already even have that. Yeah, which is why I can guarantee that we might see more of it. All of the rest of it, we're only going to see it when it's near ready. And like, like a, So, so my, my question to you is, do we see the new Switch model? Because I think we do. Nah. No, still nah. not. That's not a, that- even though last year we had... No, it's in production. They're making it at the moment. That's not a. That's not their kind of thing to do at E3. They don't reveal new hardware at E3. They revealed the Switch on like mm. a like a an October morning like a one, February day. or March, and, and then they what? did like a. Was it really? Sorry, they they announced it on like an October. Then they did the the, right. the full breakdown in the January, and it came out in March. Like, I don't. I don't see it. No, 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 but they want to, like, the, the leak was they want to get it out by Christmas. Okay, we'll see. I mean, that, that, that console's I, been I, leaking I, for three years now. I, I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm never going to bet on it. Mm. Like, it's just, if it comes, it comes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other thing is, if, if they bring a new Switch model, they need something behind it. They need a title behind it that looks fantastic yeah. on the system. Something like Metroid Prime 4 or Bayonetta 3 or Breath of the Wild 2. Either that or they need to guarantee I, I, there's going to be updates for those old games to work better on the new system. I think I think we see... I, I think what we see is the new Switch and... Right. Oh God, right. Neither, neither of those games are coming out soon. Um, we see... Uh, like, like it, we're not going to see Metroid Prime. No. Like, we would see Breath of the Wild two before we see yep. Metroid. Um, and I, and I think, and I think we see that it is exclusive. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, th- I think, I, th- I think they are so close to 
to that game not coming out on Switch. Oh no, that would be a disaster. Not a disaster, yeah, but gonna, it'd be like they're going to Nintendo DS it. Yeah. Um. So that's Nintendo, Microsoft. I think it's going to be another quiet year. I think maybe we get a Hellblade release date that eventually gets pushed. But Grub has said that Hellblade's not going to be at E3. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be another quiet year, Jeremy. I think they're going to. I think they're going to announce uh, Forza finally. I think they're going to because it's Motorsport coming next. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's definitely. going to be there. Yeah. Um, for the new consoles, honestly, I, that's the only guarantee. Everything else is like so early. Maybe Outer Wilds DLC or something like that. But like the last two or three years, it's been like, oh, this is Xbox's moment. Oh, okay, it's just State of Play 2 and Crackdown 3. Okay, but this year, it's Xbox's moment. Oh, okay, they acquired a bunch of developers, but we'll see. This is Xbox's moment. Oh, okay, there wasn't really anything there. Like, every year, every year with these guys. It's going to come. The glut of content is going to come. But they've got so many Western RPGs under their belt that all take five years to make, and they'll come out and they'll be buggy as (laughs) shit. Like... I don't know what the hell they're like, doing. Like, we'll see Starfield, but, like, yeah, like, we'll see... Wait, when's Deathloop coming out? November. Like, October, October or something? November. November, yeah. So, we'll see more Deathloop. Um, we'll I, like, see that doesn't even qualify Halo. for me, though, right? Because, like, they were they were only officially acquired two or three months ago. Not even that long, so... Oh, no, no, we won't see it because they're a PlayStation. Well, thing. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Deathloop is PlayStation exclusive. So we're that's, not going to see it. We're not going to see it on Xbox. Bethesda. That's all, like, legacy Bethesda stuff. So I'm not lumping yeah. their their plans in until like next year to to account as for like purely Xbox. So yeah, you're right. Deathloop is PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to see Deathloop at E3. Yeah. That means that's probably why they did the preview now, so they can get it all out of the way and not have to talk about it when Xbox comes. Yeah, maybe. Through. Um, do we? All right. Do we see the return of Scalebound? Not yet. Not yet. I. Oh, oh no no like, no because that, that that game's not coming but whatever that that random dragon game that is apparently getting From made remedy was it I don't it was some tr- I, th- I, don't I think, think it was it. remedy was being rumored to be resurrecting scalebound or something like that um sort of like a stealthy triple a studio who's been doing well recently and is doing more projects no io was io the that's right yeah, not so not double A, but just independent. Yeah. not not recently. I don't I don't know if we see that one. That's that's another one that is like, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Um, much like yeah. uh, Skull and Bones. Um, but for PlayStation, yeah, we're not going to see that this year. That's no, a fucking sure. PlayStation, they they need to bring something. They they need to bring a couple of heavy hitters. That's more than just. A Ragnarok title image, like we need uh, maybe what they did last year, where it was a Forbidden West cinematic trailer, and that's it. Maybe, um, uh, man, I, I don't even know. Maybe we get a Spider-Man two tease, but I think that's a bit early. Yeah, that's far too early. Insomniac could put out two games in in like eight months. Do you think we get a Last of Us remaster reveal? If that's happening, I can hope not. But that's because I don't want yeah, that no, game. Neither do I. <laughs> or maybe a factions. Uh, uh, no, reveal? no, because what? We'll, no, yeah, what? We'll, what? We'll get it. We'll get it factions, and we'll get a PS5 version of Last of Us yeah. Two. Um, and like, we'll get 
I, I, I honestly don't think we're going to get God of War yet. I still think that's too early. I think they announced that too I think early. they did as well, but I think they need to address that. I think they need to say... It's coming. I think they need to say 2022 on it now. Because right now, while we've... We'll, we'll get like a name. We, we know it's God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Do we? I, th- I, I, thought, I thought the rumor was that it's not actually called that. And Ragnarok is just like the the descriptor of it but it's not actually Can called you believe they had the as, fucking as goal as... to show that that image and say 2021 on it when they showed no gameplay not even a cinematic it was just yeah. chris judge saying like five words i i'm i'm pretty sure cory barlog hasn't I, I i i could be completely wrong but i'm pretty sure he hasn't actually called it god of war ragnarok that's what the trailer was i i <laughs> god of war ragnarok God of War Ragnarok teaser trailer. It's it's what it's called. <laughs> They'd have to rename it. It'd be like an Octo Project Octopath Traveler becoming Octopath Traveler. <laughs> right. Okay. I don't know why I had that in my head. I was so pretty sure. I'll tell you why. It's because this teaser trailer I, I is on. vapid and it's got nothing behind it. It's 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 yeah. It's smoke and mirrors. Logo. It's just the soundtrack, um, it's ice, it's symbols. Ragnarok. Yep. Oh, actually, yeah, you know yeah. what? It's not called it God of War Ragnarok. It says Ragnarok is coming. Yeah, I think that's why I don't know if it's called 2021. That. What if they hit it, Jeremy? What if... I'm I don't think they're it. going to. But the, can so you the, imagine the, if the they hit it? The it's not even coming to... The rumor is it's not even coming to PS4. So, like, I mean, that's you know. that's fair enough. Jeremy, can you can you imagine if they hit it? If we get a new God of War at the if end it, of this year, we don't even know about it yet. That's not happening. That would be wild. That would be the God of wild. War teaser is not even on the PlayStation YouTube account. Really? Yeah, that's why I don't think it's called Ragnarok because I think they don't have a name for it yet. And if they called it new god of war or the next god of war or god of war sequel then it would be obvious that that's not what the game Mm. is called um yeah i i i i would bet five bucks on it not being called ragnarok i think that's it's that's it's like working title do we see deep down i don't care (laughs) i don't even know what this game is you say that i don't i can't even picture anything i like it Every year, every year, do we see deep Didn't down? Didn't that game come out? Finally, see the return. Of- or was that below? No, that's below. No, deep down is a is a Souls like fucking third person action game. I think if that's we're talking about deep down, Capcom. that's our t- that's our um that's our cue to end the podcast. It's time to yeah. wrap up. Yeah. Is deep down cancelled? Release TBA Capcom Japan Studio. Japan Studio. Every year they. They yep. They keep they keep oh, redoing that trademark every this year. This one with that. No, we're not seeing. This. It was announced. It was announced with the this PS4. This is a fucking PS4 tech demo. No, it was a no, game. Well, it was only ever showcased as a tech demo. Tech demo. The game doesn't exist. It was. It, 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 there was gameplay. Mm. I'm gonna tweet at Jeff Grubb. Do we, where's, where's deep down? Where deep down? Where deep down do? Well, I'm definitely going to take that as a sign to wrap up. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our E3 ruminations. 
Um, and for my my bio mutant blowout, um, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a, a wardrobe malfunction. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. You can find this episode and all of our other episodes of this podcast on minimap.com.au and podcast services of your choice. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, the website, uh, you can give um, this podcast a rating on your podcast service of choice or, you know, give it a plus or a, you know, or a follow or whatever it is on your service. Five stars. Yeah, all of that. Um, if you're feeling particularly generous, maybe find a service that you don't use and rate it on that as well. Um <laughs> We should, we should do that. We, you and I should definitely do that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, if you want to support us monetarily as well, we do have a Patreon. That is patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, yeah, follow us. Follow us. Because we are going to be doing more content more frequently, more regularly. So keep an eye out for it. Watch out for Jeremy's Minimap News. Watch out for Game Spoilers Podcast and its upcoming rebrand. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Minimap Cast for this now weekly podcast. Uh, if they want to know, if you rather want to know more about the releases when they are happening, you could follow the Minimap account on Twitter. That is at MinimapAU. Uh, you could follow my Twitter account at KJPalmer underscore 24. And you can follow Jeremy's Twitter account at. Uh, deep down follower where every day I tweet is deep down out and uh, I tweet the word. No. Okay, there you go. Uh, or at everyone jazz either either one yeah no they, if you want them to yeah. tweet to your old old account you know that makes sense um yeah I guess that's it thanks so much for listening if you if yep. you're a if you're a previous listener and uh and uh you you appreciate the weekly content let us know and we'll uh, we'll keep it coming thanks so much and we'll see you next time.